Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Alabama AgCast. Today, we have special guest, Mr. David Daniel, Jr. He is a county extension coordinator for the Alabama Cooperative Extension System. I got to meet David a couple of weeks ago at the Alabama National Fair and wanted to give you all the opportunity to get to know him better as well. David, welcome this morning. Uh, Good morning, Grayson. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming in. Well, David, I want to just start by getting to know you a little bit better. So go ahead and tell me a bit about yourself. Well, Grayson, um, I was born and raised in Selma, Alabama, and um, spent most of my years growing up, I guess, between Dallas and Lowndes County. Got introduced introduced to agriculture at an early age. Um, Spent a lot of time with my grandfather. He had a small commercial beef cattle, cow-calf operation. My dad also worked for Extension and uh, my relationship with him helped me to, I guess, show calves through 4-H and do some livestock judging, and that that definitely had a, a large role on, I guess, kind of me de- developing my current interest. Absolutely. And so once you were done with high school and you had already been involved in agriculture, you went to Auburn, correct? Correct, correct. Um, I went to Auburn, um, majored in animal science. Um, the original plan was for me to go to vet school, and you know how that normally goes, you know, at that age, you have a plan and everything's mapped out, but as you kind of learn a little bit more, you learn kind of what you don't know. And um, for me, it was a big, I guess, a big transition in terms of learning what I I could see myself doing on a day-to-day basis as far as a career and what I couldn't. And um, after the vet school thing kind of got placed to the side, I wanted to see what other options were out there. And for me, um, at that time when I was at Auburn, you had Dr. Chris Anderson there, who later on served as my major professor. Um, I had seen my day at work in extension, and there were quite a few other, I guess, faculty members at that time that were, were playing really important extension roles. So it seemed pretty, pretty interesting and something that I could could possibly do and make my mark in as far as starting a career in extension. Absolutely. So it sounds like ultimately you just went back to your roots, which is great. Um, and and I love to kind of hear about your background there. I I also thought I was going to go to vet school until I met chemistry class. So <laughs> my mom's a vet, and it did not go the same way for me. Um, so <laughs> so you started your role in extension. Well, how long have you been doing this now? Well, um, when I got done with my master's, um, I actually moved to Georgia and worked for UGA Extension for roughly seven years. And I got a chance to, re- I guess, meet some really great people and work with them and build some relationships there. And um, after seven years there, I moved back home and took, an, I guess, a livestock and forages REA position here with Alabama Cooperative Extension. Um, I guess that was last year in March, about two days before we shut down for the pandemic. So Good timing. <laughs> Definitely interesting timing. Absolutely. Um, so can you tell me a little bit more specifically about your role as a county extension coordinator? Just what does your job entail and kind of what does your day-to-day look like? Okay. Um, I, I've actually only been in the county coordinator role since April. So um, I'm still fairly new to, um, I guess, kind of getting established and getting my, my roots reestablished in the Dallas County community. But um, it varies a lot from day to day. I think that's one of the, the really good things about extension. Um, very few days are similar. Um, like you mentioned earlier, we got a chance to, to meet down there at the Alabama National Fair working with the, um, I guess, the Youth Livestock Show. I still get a chance to spend some time at livestock production sales, work with producers here and there. And um, there are also other elements, I guess, of the Dallas County community as far as, um, I guess, other three areas of 
I guess, extension outreach that we try and work with as far as youth development, human sciences, which was formerly family and consumer sciences, community resource development. And basically, I mention all those to say that I, I'm trying to establish myself and meet those those players in the Dallas County community that support our program and can benefit from it. So it really varies a lot from day to day and just in terms of who I interact with and how they how they work with extension. So you've mentioned to me in the past that you work closely with the REAs. You were one um, last year, which is a regional extension agent. Can you elaborate further on what they do specifically and then what your involvement with them looks like um, primarily? Well, the REAs um, are basically discipline specialists. Um, For agriculture and natural resources, we have an REA that covers um, livestock and forages. We have one that covers forestry and wildlife. Um, we have agronomic agronomic crops person, and I say all that to say that they're they're very specific in terms of the topics that they cover. And a lot of what they do is troubleshooting as far as calls that come in through the county office or come directly to them. And then the other element of their job is putting together educational programs that are available to the public where they can come and kind of sit through a course or, I guess take part in a Zoom class or whatever it may be, just something in a little bit more of a formal setting. So you mentioned that there's educational opportunities. Can you give me an example of one that the REAs provide to the community? Well, um, a lot of them, I guess, have their own spin on different classes, um, and, and they set them up as they, I guess, see as they see benefit to the community in terms of getting a large number of people involved. Um, that can range from field days to... Um, online offerings. Um, it just kind of depends on the topic and where they see need within their, their regions. Good deal. All right, y'all. Well, we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and we will be back in a few. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit, and while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. We are back with Mr. David Daniel Jr. with Extension, and we have a few more questions to ask him to get to know him a little better. So, David, I just want to know, you've elaborated a bit on what you guys are spending time on, but give me more information on what you guys are really focusing on in the Extension sector right now. What's important to you? Well, two things, uh, two projects that are new for us this year. Um, the first one would be our, I guess, Forage Basics course. It's an online offering. Um, it's about 20 modules, and the modules are roughly 10 minutes of each. That may sound overwhelming initially, but at the same time, um, those who sign up for the course have about 60 days to complete it. You go through it at your own pace, and it really covers a lot of the, I guess, the basic concepts and the strategies that you would need to keep in mind as far as being a good forage producer. I mean, everything from budgeting to hay production, um, weed and pest management. It's a really thorough course, and again, that, that's new this year, and it's open to anybody who's, who can access it on the, the ACES website, and we've actually got a direct link for it that I, I'd be glad to share with you all. Absolutely. So, forage is obviously all across the United States, and it looks a little different wherever you are. Is this course available to individuals in different states, or is it primarily focused on Alabama agriculture? I say as it's designed, it's, um, it's designed around what's what's really pertinent and what's, I guess, important to producers here within the state, but it's definitely open to anybody across the country. 
Great, great. Um, so on top of your job with the Alabama Extension System, you've also mentioned that you're involved with the Animal Science and Forage Team, also known as ASF. Can you tell me a bit more about that role as well? Well, um, the Animal Science and Forage Team with Alabama Cooperative Extension is made up of the REAs that we talked about earlier, um, county extension coordinators, I guess other people in ACES who have an interest or uh, a degree of knowledge to bring to the table as far as animal science and forages. Um, one big project that we've worked on as a team this year is um, our quarterly newsletter. And what we looked for with that was an opportunity to address upcoming issues for producers as, as they're relevant. And we try and put one out quarterly, a uh, spring, summer, fall, winter sort of deal. And um, again, address issues that are coming up within that, that quarter. Um, and also kind of highlight some of the, the work that we're doing as a team across the state, whether that be the, the annual herd builder sale or um, the heifer development program that's going on up at Sand Mountain. Uh, we think as a team we do a good job of trying to put together useful programs, and this was an opportunity for us to put together a, a quarterly newsletter that addresses issues and highlights some of the work that we do. So what's a hot topic uh, that the newsletter is focusing on right now? Uh, right now we're actually getting ready to put together our, our winter edition, but um, some of the things that we've covered thus far this year, um, you know, I guess army worms have been an issue for many producers across the state. So we've tried to put together and I guess kind of assemble most of the ACES resources that we could that would be useful for producers. And I feel like we've done a good job of that. We also covered, um, I guess, horn fly control, which is always a big issue for, for beef cattle producers. And I, I have to, to laugh a little bit as I say this. Um, our extension weed specialist is um, Dr. David Russell. And I always joke with him that everything that we've put in the newsletter from him is always highly read. Uh, we use MailChimp to send it out, and it, it gives us a lot of interesting data as far as what articles are clicked on the most, um, and that kind of helps us gauge what we put in there moving forward as far as what people really want to see. And um, just about everything that David has put in there to this point has been probably the most read. So, and it makes sense. Producers are always having issues in identifying a weed or trying to figure out how to control it. And David does a good job of, of putting together a very detailed, I guess, course of action in terms of how to control what and giving you a visual of helping you identify it and you know that's a really important step in controlling anything making sure you making sure it's properly identified it sounds like you guys are putting out some really relevant beneficial information to the producers oh thank you we're definitely trying <laughs> so david your job is obviously expansive you're doing a lot and you're busy if i had to ask you what your favorite part of your job was what would you say my favorite part would be um working with producers i guess on farm um i think again i think that's very it's a very cool feeling to work with a producer and kind of get a better feel for some of the issues that they face on a day-to-day -day basis and um, be able to share something with them that's, that's actually useful or share something with them as far as a concept that maybe wasn't clicking before and you see that light bulb kind of come on. That's always a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, David, I'm I'm so glad we got to have you here today. And it, it's obvious that you work with so many people and you get to learn and do so much and help so many people. So if we conclude here and, and I'm giving you an opportunity to really make an impact on the listeners, I want you to share something that you think is super important. So if you could share a takeaway message about Alabama Extension and really just tell the listeners of our AgCast something that you think is important, what would it be? I would just remind them to um, appreciate the past and the rich history of, of agriculture and also to, to focus on, on ways that we can improve as an industry. Um, and I think Extension has a big role to play in that. 
whether it be through the information that can be accessed through the ACES website or the fact that there is an extension office in all 67 counties here in Alabama. Again, we don't necessarily have the the workforce that we'd like to have in terms of being, I guess, having as many people in the local communities as we'd like, but ultimately the ACES resources are available and have an important part to play in terms of keeping producers up to date with, with current practices. Uh, I think we've got several partners on that front as well in terms of the Cattlemen's Association, other state agencies, but definitely don't forget Extension and just always continue to try and improve. Well, David, thank you so much for your time today. It was so insightful to hear more about your role in your organization, and we loved having you today. I've enjoyed it. Well, that's a wrap for this week's episode of AgCast. For more information on David and to get any relevant links that he discussed today to learn more about Extension and the Animal Science and Forage team, you can look below in our show notes. And now, your weekly AgCast wrap-up. Welcome back. I'm Mitt Walker, Catfish Division Director for the Alabama Farmers Federation. Applied research is an important part of any type of agriculture, and catfish is no exception to that. Today, the Catfish Committee is actually meeting in Greensboro, Alabama, to discuss a number of research proposals through Auburn University's Alabama Fish Farming Center. And later this week, I'll be in Memphis representing the committee when the Southern Region Aquaculture Center's Advisory Board considers nearly 40 projects for approval. With this in mind, I wanted to wrap up this week's AgCast with a quick overview of some of the folks working to improve the catfish industry. We're blessed to have Auburn University here in the state of Alabama. Auburn, if you didn't know, is internationally recognized as one of the premier fishery schools in the entire world. They focus on research, teaching, and extension programs. They also have the Alabama Fish Farming Center, which is located in Greensboro in the heart of the catfish industry. Some of the areas that they focus on is disease management, water quality, feed formulation, selective breeding, and other aspects of research that really help to improve the catfish industry as a whole. I mentioned going to the Southern Region Aquaculture Center meeting later this week. The Southern Region Aquaculture Center is one of five regional aquaculture centers that were established by Congress. Thirteen of the southeastern states will be represented at the meeting this week where nearly 40 projects will be considered that have an impact on all types of aquaculture, including catfish and even marine aquaculture. We also have the USDA ARS Aquatic Animal Research Lab located at Auburn University. So this is a federal agency um, that, that does research around the country. This particular lab is focused on disease control techniques in aquaculture. Um, They play a huge role in making sure that our farmers are producing the safest and most wholesome product available. And even our feed mills here in Alabama, which we have two of, they're always evaluating the ingredients that go into catfish feed to make sure that they're getting the best possible feed conversion rates and producing the best quality fish possible. So collectively, when you look at all of these folks that are supporting the catfish industry, we're really fortunate to have a number of players located here in the state. Our farm families do a great job of producing the best catfish in the world, but, you know, like anything else, they can't do it on their own, and having this support base of researchers and extension personnel is critical to the continued success of the industry. So with that, we'll kind of wrap things up today, but um, thanks for listening, and uh, if you see any of our catfish farmers out and about over the next few days, thank them for doing such a good job. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs.
For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.